Hello and welcome back to Third Culture Africans. I'm Zeze, your host and the voice behind Third Culture Africans. Welcome to a space where culture, success and inspiring journeys collide. Whether you're a dream chaser, a culture enthusiast or just looking for your daily dose of inspiration, you're in the right place. Welcome to another episode of Third Culture Africans. Our guest today is, and I always do this on every episode, where I kind of run down all your cool stats. (laughs) (laughs) No problem. Okay, so you have been a Forbes Africa 30 under 30. She's Mm -hmm. an author Mm -hmm. and ad exec, PR, entrepreneur. Yeah. And now, notably on the screens across Africa, famously as a Real Housewives mm-hmm. of Lagos. So mm-hmm. our guest this week is Tanya Omotayo. <laughs> thank you for having me. <laughs> well, thanks for coming. We tried to make this happen. So many times. We tried to make it happen in, in London. Yeah. But we made it happen in Lagos. Mm-hmm. So I'm super excited, actually, to be filming um, this episode in Lagos. I'm so happy you're, you're on, here. We're on home turf. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm usually like somewhere cool at my desk at home or like at Soho House. Mm-hmm. So it's really nice to be here. And we're filming at Impact Hub in mm-hmm. Ikoye, which is a great space. It is. Um, co-working space for entrepreneurs. And this is going to be my remote office while I'm here this week. Okay. Um, so we can start dial back. Mm-hmm. So as they say in Nigeria, you have inside light. Yeah. So <laughs> heritage. German, Austrian, Austrian, mm-hmm. English. No, so it's actually I'm half Austrian, half Nigerian. Oh, my wow. mom's Yoruba and my dad's Austrian. Austrian. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Where in Austria? Vienna. How cool. Yeah, so in Vienna and in Nigeria, I'm from Lagos. So I'm not. Yeah. I don't have a village. It's <laughs> no, really you weird. Don't. You don't. I'm actually just your village is cities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Vienna is a stunning country. So I guess early years. Mm-hmm. Born to your Austrian dad, mm-hmm. Nigerian mom. Grew up in Nigeria. Yes, till I was, I think, fourteen, and then I moved to England. I did my GCSEs in London, did my A levels in Cambridge, and then moved to America for university. Why America? <sighs> Honestly, I was sick and tired of the people I was surrounded by. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like everything was repetitive. Mm. Like we were all Nigerian. Mm. Um, we were all in England. Yeah. We all come, we all came from like the same kind of families, yeah. you know, had like similar, up- it was just a bit repetitive. It was mine. Um, and my best friend's mom is actually from Atlanta. So like the summer before I had gone to visit them, mm. I was like, it would be so cool if I came here. Yeah. Now, when I told my parents, they said no. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and I'm a rebel. Yeah. So I didn't complete my UCAS stuff. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, I only got into... I finished one, so I got into that one, but I never told them. And yeah. I was like, well, I didn't get into any university, so now what? <laughs> so oh I moved God. back to Lagos. I did a yeah. gap year. Okay. And um, So they were like, come home. No, I came home on my own. Like by, I, you I came just home by yourself. it was summer, so okay. like naturally I would be back here. Okay. Um I worked at the Austrian embassy okay. um during my gap year. I made so much money. Wow. Amazing. <laughs> um how did you make all that money? Because you get paid in, in euros. Oh wow. So you were basically working at the embassy as in Nigeria. As an expert, yeah. getting paid in euros. Yeah, at what? 18? Yeah. Oh my gosh. What did you do? <laughs> so I kept the money. This is really funny. Yeah. I kept all the money. Mm-hmm. Now, when I finally got to Atlanta, yeah. I decided to not go to campus and yeah. I stayed in a hotel no. for, <laughs> I think, like two weeks. Yeah, I did. Best I life. went to Louis Vuitton and hey. bought two bags. I can never, I still have them. No, because I can never get rid of them. They, they're just so significant. significant. Yeah, I lived. Yeah, I, you I, lived. I lived. I lived. I really enjoyed myself. I yeah. finished my money and then I went. Oh, <laughs> wow. Then you're like, student life, here I come. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. And I think with America, it's really drastic. Yeah. 
Um, it's very different. Um, I also think going to private school in England, you're very spoiled. I have no clue. Um, we have chefs, we have cleaners, mm. people make your bed, you yeah. do your laundry. Yeah. Um, and then you go to America and it's like, um, big dogs. <laughs> Who are you? Who are you? You're like African. They're like, what? Yeah, it's very, very different. So um, how, how did you decide in terms of courses? So Bachelor of Arts in Advertising, mm-hmm. did you always know, okay, I want to be in some sort of media-related career? Well, no, during my A-levels, I did law. Oh, wow. Um, and I failed woefully. <laughs> I, I still think I would be a really good lawyer yeah. if I didn't have to memorize all those cases. Okay. Um, I like to argue, but it was just too much. Like, mm. why do I need to know what happened between Tanya and Tanya 1997? Like, yeah. I, I don't get it. it mm. The books, this one book is like this big. Yeah. It's a bit much. Yeah. Um, so I was advised. Mm. <laughs> so I, I did weird stuff. I did um, law. I did German so yeah. I could get an A. Um, and I did graphic design and that's when I kind of, you know, found my interest and I was like, oh, this is actually pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Well, if I can't do law, then let me focus on this. Yeah. And then, um, I also wanted a school that had business courses and Mm -hmm. the art. Mm -hmm. So that's why I chose the Art Institute of Atlanta. So were your parents like... Okay, hold on. Let's have this conversation about wanting to change career paths. No. You paid all this money for you. No, they don't care about that. Yeah, it's like do whatever you want as long as you're in school. But they obviously wish school was in England. I'm yeah. not 14 hours away where you don't know anybody and exactly. you don't have anyone. Yeah. But I love that. What was the experience of like, because I guess Nigerians are an ex-colony mm-hmm. of the English culture, mm-hmm. right? So there's a lot of like Englishified things that mm-hmm. we do. America is a completely different hmm. landscape. So, like, one year, African mixed by, you've already taken a detour in the UK, yeah. and then you land in the US, not in any state. But in Atlanta. But in Atlanta, which is, like, that was wild. the mecca of mm-hmm. Black mm-hmm. African or Black American yeah. culture at the time. And this was, like, circa when everything yeah. was, like, Atlanta, Atlanta. Mm-hmm. How was that experience? I definitely had a culture shock. Mm. Um, I experienced my first like black on black racism. I didn't mm. know that was a thing until mm. I moved to America. Um, being light skinned is actually a problem. Isn't it? It is. Like I had a lot of issues that didn't make sense to me. And it yeah. took, you know, people explaining certain situations to me. And I'm like, oh my God. But light skin mixed or like. Just light skin. Apparently, there's something called light skin privilege, which I didn't know about. So in the like, US, it's yes, a thing. it's a okay. thing. So, um, wow, in this day and age of like getting cancelled, I don't know how to say this. <laughs> but like, it's a thing where people feel like if you're light skinned you get more benefits. You know, things are easier for you. Um, and obviously, in England, you don't experience that. No, you know, and you know the whole racism thing i it it was just really a lot Mm. and i feel like when i was in school there it just felt like there were a lot of excuses Mm. you know like they use these things as not everybody obviously but a lot of people do and i couldn't understand it Mm. um the culture as well just like how we think Mm. how we operate things are very different i remember i had a guy try to like talk to me and i was like oh no thank you yeah and he starts yelling at me like, you're not that fine anyways. <laughs> I was just trying to talk to you. And you just here acting up, acting like a damn fool. I was like, oh my God, I'm so Pause. sorry. Pause. I didn't mean, like, what do I do? What are people out there? Yeah. When you're yeah. used to, like, I guess Nigerian is. You can't. You know? And then if you're, like, rude, they just yeah, they just And I'm like, ah, baby, now, fine, baby, just talk to me. They'll be begging you. They, they, like, start yelling at you. Full on curse out. Um, oh, my God. But I had a lot of fun. I'm really happy that I did it. Yeah. Um, it exposed me to understand humans a little bit mm. differently. Yeah. Um, don't get me wrong, there were some wild ratchet ass moments. But <laughs> um, other than that, it was, it was really fun. 
circa Facebook album of like nights Honestly, out. Wow. I really <laughs> the other day I got Facebook. a memory, a Facebook memory, and I was like, you know, like then it was like you you basically had albums yes, of like your nights I, out. I was that girl. I would put up hundred and something <laughs> photos in one album of your nights out, uni days. I remember when Facebook came around. I was I like, had red oh. hair. Oh god! And I used to wear like these bright blue contacts that honestly I should have been in jail for wearing because. <laughs> They were really offensive. It's like there was this meme that came up the other day that was like, "Oh, um, we used to go to the club just like we're going to the office, like literally wear blazer, the belt, <laughs> the waist belt." Um, those like I can't even call them a block heel. It's an yeah. insult to the block heel. Those heels were insane. Okay. Yeah. So you come back to Nigeria, finish your degree, mm-hmm. and so at this point you go into media and PR, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. working in Nigeria and Lagos specifically. Mm-hmm. Then you start modeling. Mm-hmm. All at the same time. Well, no. Yes and no. Um, the modeling happened by accident. Mm-hmm. So I came back. I started working for a man called um, Mr. Paul Okoye. Okay. He, um, at the time, was handling all the Pepsi, MTN, like all the big brands. Mm. He was handling their PR, doing their endorsements, yeah. all of that. So I became his head of PR mm. and um, I did all that. Now, in doing all of this, I had also been thrown into fame. Mm-hmm. And at that time, you know, there wasn't anything like an influencer they were not that that was not a thing this was the beginning of it if you think about it it was the beginning like I remember um like vividly because obviously in the UK Mm -hmm. you already have um those experiences right we had the sun we had page Mm -hmm, three we had mm -hmm, all of this mm -hmm. like celebrity yeah like news of the world like so it was there was like some sort of tatler was like social Mm -hmm. there was some sort of existence right along with yeah. with this but in africa it wasn't a it wasn't thing. A thing it was just the pictures from the gohan bears and the wedding in city ovation, ovation, and ovation. ovation yes so this yes. is like the beginning mm-hmm. of when the blogs came out okay yeah um, so i guess elephant in the room you mm-hmm. had quite a public relationship mm-hmm. with this kid mm-hmm. was he with this kid first album if i remember first mm-hmm. album mm-hmm. Okay, so now you you guys are the young it couple because mm-hmm. we had seen like young celebrity couples mm-hmm. across the world, but you guys were the quote unquote yeah. first African young it mm-hmm. couple. Mm-hmm. You're modeling, he's a singer, mm-hmm. and then you're trying to have a career. Yeah, but you could make money off of the fame you were getting, or could you at no, that point? You, I, I did, I, I, I did make a lot of money. Okay. Um, because the brands were paying, yes. um, just by extension of, you know, the hype at that time. Yeah. Um, but it was weird because, you know, there were no influencers. There was no guide. Mm. You know, I didn't actually know what I was doing. Yes. Um, but I did get some really big opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, and I worked with some really big brands and amazing yeah. brands. Um, and that just kind of started everything leading up to here. Oh, wow. So at that point, did you kind of go, hold on, light bulb, I can do multiple things? Yeah, because I had a nine to five the whole time. But this is it, right? So someone would go, why were you working? Why was I working? Um, well, my dad, I, I idolize mm-hmm. my dad and he would do like 25 million things at the same time. Mm-hmm. So I always grew up watching someone do all of these things and I genuinely enjoyed my job mm-hmm. I genuinely enjoyed working with Mr. Paul and I also enjoyed you know doing these other things but these other things didn't come every day yeah right and when I did move back from um, America I was home for about six months before I went back for my graduation mm-hmm. and honestly I was really bored mm-hmm. um until now, I still do a million and one things. I'm not the kind of person that can sit down and honestly do nothing. It doesn't work for me. I would drive myself insane. Um, I have to work. Yeah. I have to have multiple jobs. Yeah. 
I have to have multiple activities and multiple things that I'm doing. It just, mm. that's just what keeps me going. Amazing. So then we ride the wave mm -hmm. till the wheels fall off. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's the public breakup. Mm -hmm. How did you handle in that moment? Because there's like, we watch a lot of shows, right? Mm -hmm. That all of a sudden you're all over the papers mm -hmm. and then now all of a sudden you're all over the papers for everything you don't want to mm -hmm. be all over the papers mm -hmm. for. How did you handle that transition back into, okay, stepping into I am Tanya mm -hmm. without this mm -hmm. really famous person? Mm -hmm. How was that transition for you? Um, I think the number one thing I would say is what I'm most grateful for mm. is that I never came out on social media to mm. say anything till now. Like, honestly, you can say all sorts of things mm. and chances of me responding are slim to none. Mm. Um, it just saves you from a lot mm. because if I had done that, um, there'll be so many more stories, but yes. it died down way quicker than it should have because yeah. there was nothing to back it up, you know? Yeah. Um, and transitioning, I mean, I still had like, I had started another job actually at the oh, time. Oh, wow. Um, still within the same industry, but another job I had, I was just about to start Ziva, I think. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So I had so much going on as well that yeah. I was, there, there was no time to kind of like stop mm. and think or stop and try and figure things out. It was just, you know, going. So from, you go from being in a media career mm -hmm. and then decide, okay, I'm going to be a fashion designer. <laughs> or was there a conscious choice to going, okay, I love fashion. I can see a gap. Mm -hmm. This is the gap I want to fill. What was the thought process of then? Because there's one thing working for someone yeah. and then deciding, okay, you know what? I'm going to go out on my own. Mm -hmm. How did you kind of get to that point where you're like, okay, I can do this on my own? Right. So I never thought I was going to quit my job to do Ziva because okay. when I started, I still had a nine to five. Okay. Um, I started Ziva because when I moved back, there was no H&M, there mm -hmm. was no Zara, there was no, you know, whatever else, new look, top shop. And I remember wanting to go to my friend's dad's birthday yes. and I went to a big designer and I, I bought a dress. Mm -hmm. Well, my dad bought me the dress and um, it was like I think 75K or 100K at yeah. that time was like a lot of Lovely, money. Yeah. And I'm like, what? what are these things? <laughs> and it wasn't even that cute. Like yeah. it was giving granny vibes, yeah. but that was just all I could find. Mm. And I was like, you know what? There has to be, you know, other stores. And yeah. there was nothing at that time. Yeah. There was one store, but I didn't like the quality mm. um, of the stuff. And then I was like, you know what? Let me try. And I tried like two, three times and I failed. Yeah. Oh, um, wow. I couldn't find the right tailors. Mm. Um, I also didn't really know what I was doing because I knew nothing about fashion. Yeah. So I had to figure it out on the go. Mm. And then I was introduced to now one of my closest friends and she had just started her own fashion brand. Okay. And she was like, you know what? I'll take you to the market. I'll show you where I buy my fabric. Oh, wow. um, I'll show you where the factories are so mm. you can start. And if not for her, I don't think I would have started Ziva because she forced me. Every day she's like, so have you done this? Have you done oh, that? Wow. Um, you know, and I did it. We did a joint pop-up. Okay. Sold out of almost everything. And it was mm. like, you know what? You were just lucky because of who you are and because you have fame. Oh, wow. You know, so I kind of doubted myself a bit, but I still kept my job. Okay. And then I had to quit because yes. it was becoming too much. I was doing everything myself. I had no staff. So designs, dealing with the tailors. Yep. Orders. Back, processing orders, sending orders out. Mm -hmm. I had you. no store. I had nothing. So everything was in my trunk, in my car. I would go to work do orders, run outside, <laughs> give the delivery guy. It was a bit ridiculous. And I was like, you know what, we'll probably hire me. But at this point, see. everyone thinks you're running this big fashion brand. Yeah. Because, but no one knows, like, behind the behind scenes. Behind the scenes, you yeah. are. Every, you're every department. Yeah. Did you have aliases? When I started, I used to have aliases. Yeah. Like, I had alias emails. I would, I would reply in, like, <laughs> third person, like, oh, she's going <laughs> to... Oh, hi, Matt. Okay, we're this, we're that. Okay. When they ask, like, what's your name? I'll make up a random name. Yeah. 
Um, but then I actually stopped doing that because mm-hmm. I realized when people had issues, when they thought yes. they were speaking to staff, even till today, they're very rude. Yeah. And they yell on the phone. But once I come on and I'm like, oh, hi, it's Tanya. Yeah. Oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Oh, really? I didn't mean to, I'm like, even no, people you know? The same energy. Um, I've never experienced it with someone I know, to be okay. honest. Just like, you know, customers. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So Ziva was actually supposed to just be for myself. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? It'll be small. It'll be something I do on the side. Yes. Never in a million years would I have thought that it would get to this point. Oh, wow. Helping you be smart with your money and finances is something we take pride in at Third Culture Africans. That's why we've partnered with Critco, UK's number one cashback platform, helping people to get something extra every time they shop online. With cashback earnings on over 5,000 brands, all you need to do is browse or search Critco for great cashback rates, huge discounts and vouchers at all of your favorite brands and get a £15 new bonus credit when you join with our link. Earning cashback on your online shopping is easier than ever. Just hit the link below. So you started mm-hmm. Labor of Love. Mm-hmm. Then at some point in the process, you then decide to include kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you start with women. Yeah. And then kids become a part of the journey. Mm-hmm. At which point do you then decide kids should be something you're doing? Is this before you become a mum or after you become after. a mum? Okay, so you become, oh yeah, we all do that, don't we? Yeah. Okay, so you become a mum yeah. and you're like, Kids is also by mistake, to yeah. be honest. COVID, actually. Um, initially, I had said I was going to do mommy and me. Okay. And then during COVID, I would order all these random things from Amazon mm. for Sarai and I would post it on my Snapchat. Yeah. And I would get so many messages oh, and wow. I used to like send the links. Yeah. And then after like maybe the 20th person, I was like, you must be dumb. Mm. Like you need to start sending these things. So yes. I would just order five of everything or 10 of everything and they would sell out in like a day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had this extra little room at my old store. And I'm like, you know what? Why don't I do a kid's toy store and like clothing store and just oh, wow. do them both? Um, and I did. Mm-hmm. And now we have like a huge Ziva Kids store. Amazing. And so while doing that, mm-hmm. that wasn't enough. <laughs> <laughs> no, you missed it out like this. I can't so crazy. It still wasn't enough. <laughs> because we then decide that we're going to write a lovely book. And the book is not just any book, mm-hmm. but it's a book named after your daughter, mm-hmm. one. And two, the book is really focused on something that you've one touched on mm-hmm. today, but being of mixed heritage, navigating, well, in your case, you've mm-hmm. navigated three, three different cultures. Yeah. How much of your journey was influenced mm-hmm. by you writing that book for your daughter? Cause I can see how you would want to write something for her to navigate the world with, mm-hmm. but do you mind us sort of I guess I would love to talk more about the inspiration behind writing the book. Okay, so um, for primary school, I went to a German school. I was one of, I think maybe there was one black kid and then there were maybe like five or six mixed race kids. Mm -hmm. And all the other moms were very like German, but my mom wasn't. Mm -hmm. So I was the most, well, English out of all of them. Yes. And I got bullied, like, mm. a lot, severely, um, to a point of actual ridiculousness. Oh. Um, but then when bullied I went... because you were mixed? Honestly, it's not clear. Mm-hmm. I can't really explain it, but there were certain factors, like, you know, being mixed, not being as German as them. Okay. And when it was summertime, we would go to England. Okay. Everybody else would go to Germany. Yeah. So they... It got to a point where my mom had to um, start organizing with, like, my friend's moms oh. for me to fly to Germany for a week so I could oh, buy wow. all the supplies that they had. They had, yeah. Because I was the outcast. Yes, you know, you come back with English stuff. Exactly, and they're completely different. Yes, very different. Very, it's unbelievable. <laughs> like, the school bags yeah. are like boxes in Germany. Mm. 
Um, but then in England, you have regular yes. bags, you know, fancy or whatever. So it just became an issue. Yeah. Even like snacks. Yeah. I didn't have German snacks. Like, yeah, there, there were just so many things. Yeah. So um, I got bullied there. And then I went to the British school. Mm. And all of a sudden, I'm this damsel yeah. who's light skin and I didn't understand it because yeah. no boy ever spoke to me yes and then I went from being this outcast mm. to being this ah, who's this yeah you know I did not understand it took me a really long time yes. to understand that um and then even within that it's like mm. oh but you're not Nigerian yeah you're white mm, no cause identity you know you're not white you're yeah. black you're not black you're white like who am I? Mm. Where do I belong? Because I'm not white and I'm mm. not black. I don't belong in both categories. Mm. Growing up, I sort of always felt like, okay, so what are you? Yes. Like, where do you belong? Mm. And I feel like in this day and age, you know, I feel like most of us are more intentional with our parenting. Yes. Um, so I felt like it was very important to have something. Like, if you read the same book every day, it sort of resonates. Mm -hmm. in your mind you know like if you hear the same story every day somewhere deep down it will stick yeah and the book is a conversation starter for kids yes you know for wanting to ask like I had my first book launch in London mm -hmm. and coincidentally one of the moms was like oh my god I'm so happy about this because my child thinks he's British yes but this helps us talk about yes where you're actually from yeah. and you know, I think being in America as well, mm. I used to get into arguments every day. Mm. Where are you from? I'm from New York. No, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not. Your name is Kunle. You yeah. cannot be from, from New, New York. York. Yeah. Well, my parents are from Nigeria, yeah. but I'm from New York. Yeah. No, you're not. Mm. Your parents cannot be from somewhere and you would be from somewhere else. It's not, it's not humanly possible. Yeah. Can we like have some sense? Can yeah. we, you know, like what are we doing? Yeah. Um, jokes aside, I got into arguments every day. But I think one of the themes around the show that was important for me was to one, take our stories further, two, document them, and three, this question around identity. Like, even in a country like Nigeria, where there are 56 states and so many more versions of Nigeria, mm -hmm. this question of identity is constant for, for mm -hmm. everyday life, for all of us. Mm -hmm. So you're either like, if I think of myself, I'm not Nigerian enough and I'm not necessarily English enough because I don't really see myself. So also I have, I have an English passport mm -hmm. and I've lived most of my life there, but mm -hmm. I don't see myself being like, you know, I'm a British Nigerian. Right. Like in my mind, it just doesn't, mm -hmm. I'm Nigerian in my mind. And I'm like, okay, this identity conversation tends to happen a lot. Yeah. Um, but it's not one that we're having intently mm -hmm. with a clear consciousness of what does this mean within us mm -hmm. and outside of us when we are considering what identity is. Mm -hmm. um, and I guess the, the one thing you did with Soraya's culture or culture day mm -hmm. was to really start the conversation quite early on. Like, yeah. I have a four-year-old or my five-year-old now. But at four years old, I had to have a conversation with her about racism. Mm -hmm. And I, like, I didn't think I would have that conversation with my child so until early. much later. Mm -hmm. But at four years old, I'm talking about hair, you know, someone saying her brown skin is, is dirty. <sighs> and you're having these conversations. And I, at first I felt underqualified yeah. to even have the conversation because like, as an adult, I barely deal with it, mm -hmm. let alone helping a young person right. navigate their identity. And then, you know, you start looking for books on hair and you start looking on books. So you start looking for books on everything to do with your identity. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter where you are, from what I can tell. Yeah. Like, you can be in Lagos, you can be in Kenya, you can be in Kinshasa, you can be anywhere. But this conversation around our identity mm -hmm. is conscious and continues mm -hmm. at what point do you feel like you were able to step away from that and you were you were then able to kind of go okay I'm okay in my own skin mm -hmm. was there a pivotal moment for you where you were able to do that um to be honest I never felt like I I wasn't okay in my skin mm -hmm. um I grew up 
quite confident. Mm. Um, so I, I wouldn't sit here and say I ever felt like I wasn't. I think mm. I've always really been, but I did notice that, you know, I wasn't, it was an argument, you mm. know, like, oh, you don't belong here, you don't belong there. Um, so I, yeah, I wouldn't say I wasn't. There was never a moment no. where you kind of went, I don't really care. No, like I, I never cared yeah. because, I mean, I feel like growing up in a two-parent household mm. with both people being very confident from where they're from, yeah. it's kind of hard mm. to, you know, feel some kind of... I was, I've always been very proud to mm. be Nigerian, very proud to be Yoruba. Mm. I speak Yoruba, I am Yoruba, I eat Yoruba. Mm. Everything about me is Yoruba, but yeah. then everything about me is also very Austrian. Mm -hmm. um, so I've never cared. Amazing. Yeah. So then... Because you just couldn't do any more. <laughs> and <laughs> well, then, this show is about giving you your flowers, so I'm not going to miss anything. Okay. I have to talk about all of it. Okay. <laughs> so then you decide, okay, I've now, I've done enough, right, in your 30s. And then you decide, you know what? I think I'm going to go on. Okay, actually, I would say I think you're going to. Did you decide to go on the show or did they come and find you? They came to find me. Okay. Um, I got the call last year. Mm -hmm. So I'm a real, like, devoted Housewives fan. Okay. I love the Housewives of Atlanta. Yeah. I loved Housewives of Lagos. Like, there's certain Housewives that I like, like Beverly Hills. I don't watch all of them, but the yeah. ones I watch, I like, I, I stand, I yeah. die for. So when I got the call, I was like, oh my God, like <laughs> me. And then I went for the, um, you know, the meetings yeah. and stuff like that. There were a lot of Zooms, a lot of mm. meetings, lots of like back and forth. Um, then I had a moment of, you know, are you sure? Mm. Like, are you, because I'm not a fighter, you know, like the show is about a certain narrative, you yes. know, and I'm the complete opposite. Yes. But I um, wanted to challenge myself. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? Let me try. You yeah. know, one, it's a great opportunity for my business. Yes. It's a great opportunity for the book because the book is in there a yes. lot. Um well, it's coming. It hasn't yet. <laughs> yet. Don't um, worry. This this gets this goes no, out fine. after. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So I was just like, would it be smart to give up mm -hmm. this opportunity, even yes. though you don't know how it's going to work out for you? Because mm. it can go left. Mm. You know, it can go completely left, yes. and it can go completely right. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, you don't really care what people think about you anyways because yes. you've never come out to clear up anything about you. You yes. know, like, so genuinely, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't give a damn yes. what you think. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? Let's try. Yeah. You know, in, in, if it goes wrong, it goes wrong. If it goes right, mm -hmm. it goes right. But mm -hmm. I am going to try. I am going to challenge myself. Yeah. It's an international platform. I have a lot to promote. I'm not like jobless coming here just trying to look for fame. Yes. I actually have yes. things to talk about. Yes. I actually yes. have things to show that I have achieved. I'm only 31. Yes. I've done so much. Are you just? Yeah, I just turned 31. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah. That is amazing. Yeah. Hey, high jump. <laughs> ridiculous. So why was I getting yeah. married and having a kid at 26? I don't know. No, but, but here's the thing. <laughs> I, look, I got married at about 27, but I waited on the kid thing. Because yeah, yeah, the kid thing was like, I was like, this is too adult. Yeah. This is too adult. Very adult. I was like, I don't know. Even now I'm like, mm, am I someone's mom? Like, <laughs> I have moments and I'm like, oh, I am your mother. Yeah. <laughs> and you can't get rid of them. Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> Literally. Um, okay. So the show calls you mm -hmm. Housewives mm -hmm. fan. I'm a huge, huge huge housewives fan um mm -hmm. my favorite one is real housewives of atlanta Girl. lagos yeah. beverly hills yeah um so i have like a select few that i absolutely love mm -hmm. um but i yeah so i was more excited in the beginning because i loved the show so i was yes. like oh my god can you imagine a show i've watched for so many years yeah. like they want you on there mm. 
But then after a couple of months, um, you know, there's back and forth, back and forth, meetings. Had you seen the first season? Yes, I have. So you knew what to kind of expect? You know, what's really funny is like, Mm. it seems like I forgot. Oh, wow. (laughs) Because I I didn't think about like the fights and Mm. the drama. Like that didn't cross my mind. Honestly, not till, till I started to get cold feet. Like when you're watching, the excitement was a bit much, so I didn't think about that part. And then when the excitement wore off, I was like, "Oh wait, like, okay, how are you gonna (laughs) go?" But as a spectator, you know, when you're watching, you're like, "Oh my god, you definitely should have seen that coming." So were you not like in that moment? Did you think, "Okay, I'm gonna get on there. I know the game. I'm gonna go in and do what I need to." Your focus was really about getting the message out. Yeah, I wanted to. I I felt like you know, when you don't have anything going for yourself, Mm. then you are going to be caught up in a lot of things that you shouldn't be caught up in, Mm. you know, like fights and drama, because really you have nothing else to talk about. But, you know, I have Ziva, I have Mm. the book, I have all these other things that I'm doing. Mm. I just felt like it would be a great opportunity to put my brand and my book and all these things I'm working on, on like a global platform. At the end of the day, it's an international show. No matter what you feel about the show, Mm. it has its rate, like, you know, the facts. It's an international show. Mm. Um, a lot of people watch the show. Mm. So I feel like my biggest thing at the time was I like to be in control, mm. and which is also why I never speak out yeah. you know, on social media and stuff like that because I, I like to control my narrative, but then I also don't care what you think. As mm. long as I know the truth and the people around me know the truth, honestly, yeah. you can think whatever you want. But then I was like, okay, so what if it goes left? Mm. You know, because on a show like that, um, it can go left. Yeah. It can go extremely right and it can go extremely left. Like, are you prepared for it to go left if it does? And then I started to get How much of it is scripted? So none of it is actually scripted. Okay, so um, it can really go left. It can really <laughs> go left. I mean, there are certain things that mm-hmm. are guided, yeah. I would say, but mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't say that anything is scripted. You know, obviously, if everybody has to meet up, mm-hmm. Someone has to plan it. The show yeah. has to get involved, you know, like things yeah, like yeah. that. So that's what I mean by like, like, but it's not, but there are certain instances where you are advised to do this or that, mm. you know, but like a script, like, oh, say this, mm. there's none of that. So you're at liberty to any woman's whim that day? Pretty much. And obviously the show is happening or the show is filmed in real time. Mm-hmm. So at this point, when we watch it, we see everybody's version of an event. No, um, it's because I don't know what I'm allowed to say. Okay, so it's also heavily edited. Okay, because we we also have to be realistic. We're filming for twelve hours every day. No, let's say an event, for example, twelve hours. It it can be twelve hours, seven hours, five hours, three hours. I think the the least amount of time I shot for was maybe like three, four hours. So you're doing all this and running Ziva, yeah, at the same time. Yeah, so Ziva actually, I didn't realize how many hours yeah. were going to go into the show. Mm. We filmed from for six months, mm. and I a lot of days I had no life to do anything else because I would wow. get home and I was tired, yes. and like I need to rest, I have to be a mom, I have to yeah. be a wife, I have so many other things I mm. have to do. Um, but somehow I was able to, to juggle everything. Yes. Um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely going to be interesting to see the outcome because your life is essentially in the hands of the editors. Okay. So your four hours that you filmed mm. is going to be shown for two minutes. So what yeah. part of the four, four hours, hours are, are you going to get in yeah. the two minutes? Um, so did you guys get to see like an no. edit before? We, we watch it how you watch it. So as it comes out, mm-hmm. so you're basically watching it like, oh my God, like how we are. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean... So I I was telling you mm. off camera that I wasn't well. So when the show mm. came out, I I I wasn't well. Yeah. Um. You know, I had severe malaria and it affected my vision. Mm. So oh, no. my vision was very blurry. I I wasn't on my phone. I didn't yeah. watch the show for the first four episodes. So you missed the initial. I would just see clips on like TikTok. Wow. You know, and like being dragged somewhere, yeah. and I'm like, what have I done? <laughs> I did, I had no idea why yeah. I was being dragged. You know, yeah. I hadn't seen the show um until just a couple of days ago and yeah. i watch it and i'm like 
Wow. Yeah. Very interesting edit. From a professional perspective as an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. right? You, you go on the show to mm-hmm. leverage mm-hmm. what you're doing mm-hmm. on a show like mm-hmm. that. How much of it helps or hampers based on you having now a few episodes out? Have you seen like, okay, this has been a great move for me. Mm-hmm. Maybe next time I'll think of doing this slightly differently. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think of what to say without putting the show's business out there. Um, From an entrepreneurial perspective. Yeah. For you. So right now, mm-hmm. I feel like, yes, my brand has gotten, you know, visibility. It has been shown. It has been aired. Um, you know, I'm in my Ziva clothes sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um so in that regard, mm-hmm. I have put my brand out there. You yeah. know, like they haven't shown it yet. No, they have shown the book once, mm-hmm. but then I have something else with the book. Mm-hmm. It, it's there, yeah. you know, whether you hate me, whether you love me, yeah. you've seen my book. Yes. You know, whether you hate me or you love me, you've seen my mm-hmm. brand. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what people don't realize is, you know, when all these PR people say there's no such thing as bad publicity. Yeah. It's a thing. Yeah. You know, it's a real thing. Yeah. Now, what happens is you don't like me, but then at some point, maybe a couple of months later, you see a Ziva piece. Yeah. Or you may even come to the store with the mindset of, let me even go and see what that one has done. Yeah. So I can talk about her on the internet. But then you end up yeah. buying something or yeah. falling in love with the pieces. And then once you buy one, you can't really stop. Mm. Um, it has also helped with some of the wives mm. who, um, like Yabo especially, she yeah. wears Ziva all the time now. Every mm. event she goes to, she's wearing a Ziva piece. I, I wouldn't have had that yes. if, I, if I wasn't on the you show. You don't have you to know? lots of coins. Lots of coins. And she's tagging, like she's yeah. so supportive. It's really, amazing. really amazing. And she's paying her full money. Ah. Like I just get messages from the store like, oh, Yabo was here. She oh, sends wow. her regards. You know, like it's, it's actually amazing. Mm. Um, so yes, from an entrepreneurial point of view, it has helped um push my brand if you had to give anyone advice around leveraging Mm -hmm. fame Mm -hmm. media Mm -hmm. to enhance their brands because everyone but like most of i guess the people that listen to our shows Mm -hmm. are entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. or people who are within their careers trying to grow Mm -hmm. um if you had to give anyone advice because you've you've done it now for a few decades right Mm -hmm. a good 10 years Mm -hmm. plus where you've navigated your career alongside being somewhat in different forms in the public eye Mm -hmm. whether that's on social media whether that's now with the show Mm -hmm. or previously what would you say are the three most important things and we're in the era of you know, marketing. Mm-hmm. This is this is it. This yeah. is there's no other time than creating a personal brand and having that leverage that to sell the next thing to the next thing. If you had to give anyone advice mm-hmm. on how they could do that or tips on how to navigate that, what mm-hmm. would that be? Honestly, I think the first thing would be to decide, for example, if it's fame, mm. to decide why you want it. Mm. Um fame is it's kind of like drugs. Okay. It gets very addictive mm. um, and it also gets very lonely. Okay. Um, so you have to decide, also makes you a bit insecure. Mm. Um, you kind of have to decide why you want, you know, the fame because that will help you navigate mm. what you're supposed to do. Now, with juggling everything, I feel like in this day and age, you could post something on TikTok and be the next sensation, right? Mm. You have to know what you're doing and you have to be confident within yourself before you can embark on that. Because honestly, the good part is really good, but the bad part is really bad. Because when you're out there, everyone has the right to an opinion. And I think it's very important. And this is what has saved me. Mm. Um, Well, not in the beginning. I used to cry. (laughs) <laughs> in the beginning but then one day i read an article yeah i love how that, you said that so seriously by the way <laughs> it's true i read an article about yeah. myself that i didn't know who my father was mm-hmm. um 
you know, and I didn't have a car. I didn't have anything. This I didn't have a house. About you. Yeah, like 10 years ago. And I was in my car reading wow. the article. And I was actually on my way to my dad's house. Yeah. So what was funny was I'm sitting here reading mm. that I don't have a car while I'm in my car. Yeah. I'm also reading that I don't know who my father was. While you're on the way to your dad's while house. While I'm on my way to my dad's house. So I'm like, okay, so that's the day my life changed. Mm. Because I'm like, like, they don't know anything. First of all, my surname is not Omotayo. Yeah. Let's start there. The media made my name, Tanya Omotayo. That's not my surname. That's my middle name. What is but your surname? My surname is Tella. Wow. Yeah, but they were too lazy to research anything. So you're like, literally, you just, you it just stuck, stuck with your middle name. Yeah, well, also when, you know, the fame happened, I was like, if they're going to talk about me, yes. nobody in my family is called Amontayo. So well, just, this is helpful. that's just yeah. me, you know, attack yeah. me, do whatever you yeah. want to do with me, but it doesn't affect my immediate family. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm very, like, protective over yes. them. So it just stuck. So wow. it's like my stage name. <laughs> Uh, what's what's Beyonce's on Beehive and you know yeah, yeah Sasha Pierce exactly <laughs> so that's like my thing yeah um, and now sometimes I forget yeah like unofficial documents I write on time like babe you do it <laughs> pause that's not your name <laughs> um yeah so that day my life changed mm-hmm. because I realized that you cannot take what anyone says okay. about you on the internet seriously mm. first of all you're probably in some shack somewhere mm. your life is not together because i barely have enough hours in a day yes. to sort out my life so i yeah. cannot imagine myself sitting behind some mm. keyboard typing rubbish about someone that i've never met yeah probably will never meet yeah um you know so you have to be very strong mm. it's really easy to say it's very hard to do yeah um so my advice, you said three things. Yeah. One, know who you are. Be confident in who you are before you embark on this journey, just in case things don't go according to plan. Yeah. Two, anything you put your mind to is possible. Mm. Um, I've had people tell me, oh, you're doing too much. Mm. Um, why do you want to do this? Why do you want to do that? Yeah. You know, especially like the show, like why would you want to be on a show? You're yeah. not, you don't fight, you don't do this, you don't do that. But I'm like, I've loved Housewives yeah. for so long. Yeah. So it blew my mind mm. that a show that I've watched for so many years yeah. actually wants me there. Whether I fit in or not is not your business. <laughs> you understand? Like that's, that has nothing to do with you. This Amazing. is like something that I've accomplished for myself. Yeah. Um, does it work or not? I don't know. But yeah. it's for me. It's not for you. It has nothing to do with you. So don't let anyone try to, you know, put you down or make you feel any kind of way if you want to do it do it if it works out great if it doesn't work out move on to the next thing and number three um do you Mm. do whatever makes you happy um live for yourself not for anyone else i feel like when we get to hello heaven nobody's gonna ask you what i did Mm. they're gonna focus on you yeah so um make sure it makes you happy Life is short. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, quick fire questions because mm-hmm. I do them on every episode. Uh, biggest misconception people have about your jobs. <laughs> Plural. Like, <laughs> I don't know, you know. Misconception about my jobs, I guess. Being um, on Housewives, for instance. You must be a gazillionaire now. Are you helping all your village people? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. People think you have way more money than you have yeah. all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, no matter what you're doing, they're like, I don't believe you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, that. Um, last thing you searched for on Google? Um, John Gotti, the New York Mafia. Because yeah. I was just watching it on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, so good. So I wanted to see. And then, like, okay. did his family continue? Yeah. Are they still in business? <laughs> in case you decide to become a mob boss no, one day. I'm really nosy. Like, I Google one thing and then I check for, like, 100 Amazing. things after. Um, how are you different than last year? Wow. I feel like this has been my most difficult year, but my best year. Mm. Um, after I had my daughter, it it took me a really long time to feel like myself again. I didn't start feeling like myself again until the beginning of last year. Yeah. Um, so I feel like last year was, like, my transition year yeah. and this year is, like, 
No one talks about I'm it. Here. No one talks about it. It's a rebirth of you, the person. It's so annoying. Yeah. Your body's not the same. You look in the mirror like Listen. knock knock. Who 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 are you? Like who is in there? It's not me. I struggled. <laughs> yeah. I I really Yeah. I also had like postpartum depression. I didn't know. Um, so you didn't know that that's what you were experiencing no. at the time? And no one around you could, could do that? So uh, uh, I'm really good at hiding okay. my emotions um, okay. and, you know, just being okay for everyone else. Mm. And when I knew there was a problem was I was starting to like hallucinate. Oh. So I sat down yeah. on the bed and I fell on the floor because there was no bed there. Oh my god! It was like a bit. <laughs> so it's like the sleep deprivation, everything plus everything. It yeah, was, it was. I'll be crying yeah. every day. I would see like my friends do something that honestly mm. I would never go to, and yeah. I would start to weep. Like, oh my god, they didn't invite. Everyone has me. a life. Nobody everyone cares about life. me it's anymore. <laughs> I went away to have this baby, and now like everyone has yeah. forgotten I exist. Yeah, yeah. I know it, girl. Um. Who influenced you? Who's your biggest influence? I think my dad. Okay. Definitely my dad. Yeah. Hmm. What do you wish you knew? Honestly, as of today, with um, the current exchange rate, I wish I knew the codes to the CDN. <laughs> You, that's, that's like, yeah. yeah, give me the code. Just, I wish you yeah. knew that. <laughs> you should have, when they were giving you that contract, you said, pause, maybe euros. <laughs> you know, I'm an expat. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, Tanya, thank you so much thank you for, for joining me. us on this week's episode of Third Culture Africans that we're filming in Lagos. Yes. Nigeria. That's um, right. Happy to be on Home Soil. We've got more episodes. Um, that we're filming in Lagos throughout the week mm -hmm. and excited to have you here. Thank you. I'm so happy that I did this. I had a lot of fun. This oh, was great. Thank you. It was actually really good. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. And we'll see you guys next week. Thank you. If you've loved this episode or any of the episodes from Third Culture Africans, your support in making the show bigger will be much appreciated. Share it with a friend, comment on social media, Join the newsletter community over at thirdcultureafricans.com or leave us a review where you're listening to the show. Thank you and until next time.